Hi everyone, I'm Jace. I'm Fanny. Welcome to Freelance Creative Exchange, where every episode we speak to a freelancer about freelancing and the gig economy. And today we have two um our freelancers with us here today, Melvin and Jolene. Jolene <laughs> is a passionate designer who specializes in fashion design by training and self-taught in graphic design. Aside from her design projects, she also strives in her queen studio managing her accessories brand Clays. Mm. Well, Melvin on the other hand joined HP as their employee in Asia Pacific to help launch their partner portals and e-commerce uh, platform globally. He also won CIO awards during his time with the HP, and now he has actually moved on to be a freelance digital strategist at Lean Brewery. He now manages wireframes, prototypes, and develops web and mobile applications for his clients. Welcome, both of y'all. Right. So, uh, maybe we give them a chance to introduce yeah. themselves. Yeah. Okay. So Jolene first. Um, okay. Hi, everyone. I'm Jolene, and I'm currently a, a freelancing as a graphic designer as well as a uh, apparel designer. So. I only have a very short uh, corporate experience, mm. so I'm very happy to be able to transit into a freelancer for now. Okay, yeah. great. That's Jolene okay. and Melvin. Yeah. Slightly different from her. Mm. Um, so there's Melvin. Um, so basically, I started off my career uh, in the corporate world, mm. right? So I think around 15 years. And after which, um, this year, I decided to take a leap, mm. um, get out of the corporate uh, environment, mm. and then start my own um company Lean Brewery mm. and then um, that's where I am now. Mm. Maybe let's hear from Jolene, right? So um, Jolene, previously you were a uniform designer and you mm. just started your freelance, um, I would say, journey fairly recent. Mm. So um, two things that I wanted to find out from you, right, is that first, um, what made you decided to make the switch? And second, right, is how is it like, you know, running your own accessory mm. label right now? Mm. So actually, I started freelancing after I graduate, but mm. it was it wasn't a very smooth journey, mm. and I had very uh, I had difficulties to sustain myself um, with no kind of like prior knowledge or mm. how to even get started or mm. pave my way into freelancing. Mm. So I was like selling illustrations for like thirty five dollars per piece, that kind. Mm. So that's actually more than five dollars already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was. Um, I I met a few. Um, clients and then I did like illustrations mm. and design work for them mm. but it was I, I didn't I didn't have the idea of like mm. how how to actually mm, make it sustainable mm. so that's why I kind of like went back to to the, the corporate road mm. yeah but um I, w I wouldn't say it's um that the, I mean working mm. in a corporate environment has also helped me um, grow as a creative pro uh, individual mm. And I'm very fortunate that I'm also currently freelancing for my former company. Oh. Yeah, so it's, it's still a very... I mean, mm. we were still in contact and it's... Like, the trust was already built prior mm. uh, from my experience there. So, mm. yeah, so... Um, the second question was how I started the... How, yeah. The, how, the accessories. Mm, correct. Um, it it start, kind of started as a passion project. Mm. And I was doing this while I was working in my full-time job. Like, this is yeah. like my creative escape kind right. of thing. Yeah, so it it kind of evolved into much more than um, what I thought it could. Mm. As it, um, I think it has became more than just making stuff and selling them. Mm. Like I was growing as a creative professional from 
the accessories making and all. Like I was, right. I was um, delving into like sustainable fashion mm. and the local making uh, maker scene, mm. and I was also involved in the communities um, of uh, sustainability, eco fashion. Mm. Yeah, which is like oh, I, it's so much more than what yeah. I've uh, mm. anticipated. Right, yeah. right. Wow. So it has been a very fulfilling journey so far. So how long have mm. you been freelancing already? Uh, I. Seven months? Seven months. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, full-time. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. full-time freelancing. Oh, wow. Mm, okay. Yeah. So, so how about, about Melvin? Mm, what makes you decide to, you know, take the leap? After okay. 15 years as yeah. an employee. <laughs> okay, so, so um, basically is that um, with 15 years in the corporate world, um, I learned a lot. Mm. Uh, I have good teammates. I, I have uh, challenging projects. Mm. That's where it helps me to grow. Um, and at the same time, it's through this where I get to learn um, the processes as well as the right way to do things. Mm. But again, um, after such a long time, mm. okay, it's not too long, mm. but after 15 years, um, I, I'm a bit tired of the, um, the routine kind of a thing. Mm. Okay. Right? So I wanted to, to be able to decide what kind of projects I want to do. Mm. Okay. Right? Uh, rather than the top-down management giving you a project and you, mm. you just execute it. Mm. Mm. Um, but um, from where I get my processes and stuff, uh, it actually helps me in my business. Mm. Um, it's more systematic. Um, I'm able to communicate with my customers better mm. uh, because they know that you know um, I can trust this person. He has a system mm. in place just mm. to, to get things going. Mm. Mm. Okay. Mm, right. So going back to Jolene, right? Just now you mm. mentioned you tried freelancing and then yeah. after that it didn't mm. work out and then you <coughs> went for a full-time job and then after yeah. that you now switch back to freelancing. So what do you think you have done differently this time to 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 actually ensure that you have a meaningful career or sustainable career compared to your first time when you tried freelancing? Mm, I think first of all, I attended the freelance boot by <laughs> like creators at work. Yes, it's wow, yeah. that's great, man. Yeah, I'm not sure. I didn't know yeah. about create. I mean, like yeah. such freelance community previously. Thank you. So it was like trying just bumping my head right. uh, yeah. here and there. So. Yeah. And, and for all, all of y'all out there who is thinking about yeah. joining us, we run twice a year. <laughs> the bootcamp is really, really helpful mm. in terms of like uh, setting the mindset right and then mm. kind of like prepping yourself for mm. this career switch. I mean, mm. there's so many things that people won't tell you. Mm. So it's it's really good to, I mean, that I have this experience mm. to, to join the, um, such a session. Right. Yeah. Right. So that has benefited me a lot and gave me um, more courage to mm. actually make the step. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Do you think this is a trend among your peers, you know, of going to freelancing? Do you, do you see like more mm. and more people are starting to actually consider this as a viable career? Mm, actually, no. Not really. Yeah. Okay. okay. Like a lot of my friends, as in I have a really good friend who's doing uh, UX design mm. and uh, I, I did, you know, ask her to like, hey, mm. why not you want to consider like freelancing mm. and all. Mm. But she mm. said that she, she wasn't ready. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And I kind of see where she's coming from. Like mm. she she wants to have the, the corporate experience first mm. yeah. before yeah. Um, stepping out and doing her own thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 Which... I think it's um, because I think the, my peers are still kind of like fresh grads mm. mostly so mm. that's more of the common answer from them right, mm. right. I'm kind of surprised mm. because really? for, 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 mm. for me my peers mm. um, it is understandable that they, they mm. have that kind of a thinking mm. uh, to them freelancing is more like 
something like jobless. Yeah. There's a there's a misconception, yeah. uh, right? Yeah. So, but again, um, I think more and more people are getting receptive mm. um, of this uh, this as a career, mm, mm, uh, Even mm. even within my age group. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's, it depends on the the area of work you're in. Mm. Because mm. Um, yeah. Jolene is a graphic designer, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so graphic designers. Yeah, I have not met a lot of graphic designers who, upon graduating, wants to be a freelancer. But I have met a lot of producers, mm-hmm. um, students in the video production mm. side. Mm. A lot of them wants to be um, director, um, freelance freelancer. Director. They yeah. want to be freelancers. So I think yeah. it, it depends. And like, IT professionals also. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's getting more IT professionals mm. who are freelancing now. Yeah, correct. So mm. I think it really mm-hmm. depends on the the vocation you're in. Mm. Mm. I think for graphic design, um, because actually I'm I'm not like mm. professionally trained as a ah. graphic designer. I kind of learn on the job. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. So because I was doing marketing as, oh, uh, I as see. apart from uh, uniform designing. So mm. I think because from I have friends who are doing graphic design professionally, mm. and they they have the I think that the kind of like environment is also very different in an agency, mm. Mm. as you you get to learn from like the creative director yeah. and. Mm. You you get the the exposure is really different yeah, mm. yeah. so actually it's um, I would say I'm still kind of like trying to um, maneuver in the graphic design kind of realm but mm. for for the for my friends who uh, are working in an agency they actually grew much faster yeah. than mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah than I mean for if it's self taught yeah, yeah. Mm. so that's the difference I feel yeah. mm. I guess when you have a chance to work in a team mm. that's where you learn the most. Yeah, that's if true. If you work in true. silo and just take instructions from a Correct. client, mm. it, the progress will be a bit slower. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So for Melvin, in terms mm. of the mindset change, right? Because um, you know, fifteen years of your employee, and then now you're working for yourself. You know, mm. in terms of a mindset perspective, right? Um, mm. you know, what is the main change that you see yourself? Um, you know, moving it to you know, what kind of mindset are you adopting right now versus the employee mindset? I don't get to buy a lot of gadgets. <laughs> you have to change your car. Uh, not so much gadget as uh, even though I'm still buying <laughs> so yeah so I, I think financially um, being in the corporate world for 15 years you get paychecks every month yeah. so whenever you use up your cash basically you know that you know within 5 days it's going to re- uh, replenish so the the <laughs> The thing that is different uh, when when we are doing our own stuff is mm-hmm. that you need to manage your finance yeah. better. Mm. Uh, you need to put aside some money in case of rainy days where mm. you do not yeah. have projects coming yeah. in or where your customers uh, delay payment mm. for whatever yeah. reason, good mm. reasons, right? Mm. So so these are the things that you need to 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 change in terms of mindset mm. so that you can better you know maneuver yourself mm. and sustain your passion as mm. you go along. Mm. So for your industry, which is very much in the IT side of things, right? Yeah. Um, are there actually a lot of um, uh, rate? I, I mean, are the clients in that sectors open to freelancing as well? I mean, do you how do you reach out to your clients? You know, and and do you have difficulty in terms of reaching the right decision makers as a freelancer? Um, yeah, so so it's a different kind of ball game. Mm. So you need to talk to your clients directly, mm. um, ensure that you know the. They buy into your ideas, mm. ensure that business keeps coming in, mm. right? Um, so, so I think having having some um, 
relationships with mm. creatives at work. There's one source of, of income, <laughs> right? Of project source, right? Um, not I mean, seated before that. Uh, of course, of course not. <laughs> of course not. So, so um, yeah, so you need to know more people. Mm. You need to start going to meetups mm. um, so that you know more people. You drop your name cards mm. and people will just come um, mm. to look for you. Mm. Another thing is your relationship with your um, peers. Mm. Um, so for me, Mm. Um, I got a few projects from some ex-HP people, okay. so which helps me a lot. So yeah, so mm. there's one some ways. Yeah, yeah. So Julie, for yourself, because just now you mentioned, um, you know, you are self-taught graphic designers, mm. right? In that sense, so what are some of your uh, design process like, and you know, how how do you get inspired to do your design um, as an individual, as a freelancer, versus um, you know, working in a team? I I guess. It really boils down to uh, how much in-depth research that you do before mm. each project. Mm. So, I think that's, I mean, it's not just for a freelancer, but mm. any designer. I mean, research is really important and mm. I kind of like, um, it has always been mm. a part of my design process, whether in fashion or graphic mm. design. Mm. So, once, um, so I will read like um, articles, mm. listen, listen to podcasts, follow mm. like YouTubers mm. or like, fellow designers on mm. online. Mm. Yeah, so I think there's so much resources out there that it's um once you once you can kind of like open more perspectives mm. to a project, mm. everything becomes more interesting mm. and you will get more ideas out of that. Mm. Right, yeah. right. And then, because just now you mentioned about, um, you know, the eco-materials and all this, right? So mm. how do you actually incorporate the uh, environment-friendly concept into your design? It's not so much on uh, eco-freshen, I mean, mm. eco-friendly material mm. per se, but mm. um, it, 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 is, it plays on the idea of uh, being curious and uh, inquisitive about the materials mm. that we normally see. So, for example, mm. the necklaces that, um, that I have on my hands mm. are actually made of back buckles. Mm. So, the, those that, for the backpack, like mm. the, the connecting right, parts. Right, right, yeah. yeah. And then oh. with yarn mm. and yeah. they're all hand-sewn together. So, it's oh, really wow. kind of like handmade from home. Kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. So, and the, the next step that I'm actually um, exploring with with Clays is to um, actually hire stay-at-home moms to help me make yeah. them. I, I was having some trouble to um, consistently make enough stock to sell mm. in pop-ups and all that. So mm. I, I thought that, hey, I really need help in to make them. Yeah. So is, is there any way to make this more meaningful rather than just, you know, like send it off somewhere like in mm. a factory to manufacture them? Yeah. I got in touch with um, this organisation called Daughters of Tomorrow who... Mm. Who actually help um, stay-at-home moms or mothers from underprivileged families yeah. to mm. find jobs, mm. uh, stay uh, home-based jobs or mm. like really flexible working hours. Yeah. yeah. So so that's how I I got to hire uh, two mothers mm. currently to to help me make them wow. as well. Oh. Kind of like motivates me to continue yeah. doing this because mm. it actually brings me to so many places that I would mm. never thought that I would have the chance to explore. Yeah, it's not just mm. a product anymore. Yeah. yeah. So I mean it's it's so it's so fun to like, you know, teach someone to make something out of um like really like random stuff and mm. yeah, I'm able to market it as a as a handmade, you know, handmade with love product. Mm. Okay. That's nice. That's interesting. Yeah. Maybe we should get one as well. 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we should support this cause. Corporate gift. Corporate gift, yes, that's right. So how about you, Melvin? Yeah, we, I mean, we spoke about uh, Jolene's mm. design process and all this, you know, in terms mm. of, um, you know, creating your, your client's project, you know, on the digital front, do mm. you follow a certain design processes or is that important, you know, for IT? It is, it is. So I have no, I have nothing to show, but <laughs> but it's basically a concept mm. of which um, I'm trying to incorporate in my projects. Okay. Mm. Um, this this kind of, uh, this uh, process has been used um, in mm. in Google as well. Mm. So they call it a design sprints. Mm. Um, so so with, uh, I'm I'm an advocate for for mm. agile and 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 lean mm. in terms of the processes. Mm. So. This one actually supplements to how I manage uh, projects. Mm. Um, it allows my client to be able to see a prototype mm. within as short as um, five days. Yeah. Mm. That's what I'm trying to, to, to incorporate into my upcoming projects. Mm. Um, so so um, in terms of the process-wise, it's very basic to, to the agile methodology mm. that I've been using. Mm. Mm. So is that something that you openly communicate with your clients? Or do you like ask them, okay, I'm adopting this um, methodology. Mm. Are you into it? Because no. they okay. No, so I it's don't. just something that you because need to, yeah. <laughs> because for the clients, a lot of them do not know what is agile, mm. right? And it, they don't need to know. Mm. So, but it's how you you incorporate that idea mm. into your project plan, mm. into your how you execute your projects mm. that would um, resonate mm. to your clients. So mm. that's how I'm I'm trying to do that, mm. not to bombard them with a lot of big words mm. right um, but it's just a matter of it's a way of doing things okay, mm. okay. Mm. so would you say your uh, first half of your corporate life for 15 years actually helped to pave the way for your freelance career definitely right yeah, yeah definitely mm. so so I get the trainings um, I get the network mm. right um, great colleagues great teammates mm. um, and and of course uh, I build up my so-called portfolio mm. in a certain sense because uh, those are the things that I've done and, mm. and you can find the same thing in LinkedIn. Mm. So it actually helps me to gain credibility. Mm. Because as, as a startup, it's, it's quite difficult. Mm. How about recognition? Because it looks like you, if you have stayed on in uh, HP, it mm. looks like mm. you will be earmarked for um, regular promotions. I mean, mm -hmm. because ultimately you are, you know, you are award winner of, uh, of, of the Worldwide Global Award from your CIO. <laughs> so... Yeah, how how do you satisfy the part of um, being recognized? You know, right now since you are a freelancer, you report to nobody except for yourself. No, but um, it's a different kind of achievement. Mm. Um, so of course there is no promotions and whatnot, mm. but is the is the is the satisfaction that you gain from delivering something that your client wants? Mm. Um, that is the, how I kind of benchmark or how I find satisfaction out of the work, mm. right? Mm. Yeah. So for Jolene, um, you know, we, I mean, we heard about the great work of your accessories and you know the the passion that you're passion uh, you are following up. So in that sense, mm. right? Um, you know, in terms of um, you know this this your plan for place, mm. do you will you be able to share with us some yeah. upcoming plans? Like what um, else are you going to design and things like that? Um, in terms of collection, it's still in the process. Mm. But I think now, um, the main focus is to. Um, make this sustainable for the mm. mothers that I engage right mm. now. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so um, to make that sustainable, I am actually trying to open up um, more kind of like stockies and mm. 
to attend more pop-ups, mm. especially for the year-end season. It's yeah, yeah, I think yeah, Christmas is coming, mm. you know, and things like that. Chinese New Year. Yeah, 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 that's true. So, um, Clays is also actually part of this, uh, like a eco collective mm. yeah called the green collective mm. so it's basically um multiple brands we come mm. together and mm. we actually have this uh, retail space mm. at uh, 1km mm. yeah so that mm. so that's like a one stop shop of all the eco friendly um lifestyle products mm. or homeware mm. accessories um fashion products all mm. you can find there mm. yeah so that that is um another step that um i would like to pursue as well mm. so yeah so being um, on the retail space is, is mm. quite important and one of the steps that I'm trying to take. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So how big is this green collective that uh, you mentioned? So it's like, mm. um, you know, the in, in uh, is it only restricted to the designers or is it actually more like a movement where anyone who has an interest in eco-friendly mm-hmm. um, topics, you know, can join the collective? Uh, right now, it's only open to um, brands or... Um, that are trying to uh, emerging brands mm. or brands that are already in the market for mm. a while. Ah, I yeah. see. So, um, right. but I think the the main thing that they are trying to advocate is to because the sustainable mm. com- uh, community is so small mm. in Singapore. Mm. So mm. instead of being just scattered all around, mm. why not just come together and mm. you know we can make this movement um, even more uh, kind of like. A bigger impact. Yeah, a bigger yeah. impact and then letting more people know because mm. each of us, we can leverage on each other's audiences mm. and, you know, just to uh, kind of like cross-promote each other's brand. Mm. Yeah, which is really, really exciting. As in, I'm really um, fortunate to be able to join them at a very early mm. stage. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, and, but they also kind of, um, they, they have a, like a, um, they're trying to work with um, also emerging mm. brands mm. or if you just have an idea but yeah. you're not sure how to um, build the brand as a eco-friendly or sustainable brand and they, they actually mm. have resources to to help you right. and then yeah help you grow right yeah oh, okay. so that's the yeah that's, that's what yeah, about it. yeah. <laughs> so it seems like it's very important as a freelancer mm. you know um, you should not be working alone right mm. yeah, you should actually look true. out for communities to be part of mm-hmm. you know you should look out for more connections and really at the end of the day is um, finding a direction like passion that you mm. want to follow so um, okay so my next question right is um, it's just um now, what are some of the challenges that you're facing? As in right now, because you started freelancing and all this, mm-hmm. right? So what are some of the top three challenges that you're trying to to, to, to solve, right, in your current mm-hmm. work? You go first. Okay. <laughs> so, um, getting enough projects. Okay. Yeah. That's one. Um, I think the other one would be implementing what I, what I would like to, to do Mm. As a process to how I manage projects mm. into the projects that I'm I'm going mm. to I'm going mm. to execute right um, mm. because um, I meet different kind of people um, who does things differently mm. right so so I guess I need to tailor that mm. um, and being the face of my own company um, it is more difficult mm. right and I think the last thing would be would be towards ensuring that you know. Um, the payment gets gets in, mm. right? Um, and as well as yeah, that's basically it. I think, mm. I think yeah. Mm. Julie, mm. yourself, are you faced with For any me, challenges? Yeah, constantly actually. <laughs> uh-uh. I think the number one biggest challenge for me is time management. Mm. So, yeah, I think it's um, it is not about being 
being lazy and not doing mm. stuff is when you know when to know when to stop mm. and mm. you know make time for other things. Right. Yeah. Right. So, because previously when you are in a corporate environment, it's mm. you know lunch time is twelve. You just go for lunch, come back mm. an hour later, and then finish work at five. Mm. Yeah. But for now, you you work past yeah. hours, and then yeah, you kind of like neglect the the other things that need to yeah. need to be attended to. Yeah, and also I guess communication as well, mm. because a lot of times, um, I mean, for me personally, being st- uh, having started uh, in a corporate uh, environment, it's mm. always like okay, the um, your boss tells you what to do, and then mm. you're like okay, can, and then mm. but now you really have to think um, as a for your interest yeah. as well. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So when something is not right, we really have to voice it out and not yeah. just say yes all the time. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, so do you have difficulty saying yes actually? I say yes all the time. I say yes all the time. I try hard to say no. no. <laughs> <laughs> but there's yeah. something bad when you're right. starting out, I realise. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. when I first started out, I also, te- actually even now, I <laughs> always say yes. Yeah. But I guess there is, a, yeah. there is a virtue in that sometimes. Mm. Because mm-hmm. when you say yes, sometimes you're helping your clients to solve problems that they can't solve. Mm. And mm-hmm. not necessarily that your client is trying to take advantage of mm. you, but it's just that they really don't know how to solve the problem. But you mm. know, although that there should be a limit, la, but um, I know there has been a lot of talk around saying that we as freelancers, you should know how to protect yourself. But I, mm. I, I guess sometimes it's good to help your clients solve problems. Mm. Because yeah. more often than not, um, Creative Server has not done a lot of active marketing but mm. a lot of our clients are returning clients mm. and I guess somehow part of it is because um, as much as possible we always say yes yeah. I guess yeah. it's, it's a matter of taking the extra mile right mm. and, yeah. and and when yeah. you when you really <coughs> when you really say yes yeah. most of the time mm-hmm. right and there's one particular time where you know that you can't make it and mm. you say no the client himself or herself will be you able know. to know that yeah. it's genuinely yes, can't be yeah. done. Yeah. Rather than mm. if you push off every time, yeah. then, you know. Or if you put a price tag to everything, yeah. mm. then it, it makes working together hard. Mm. Agree, yeah. agree. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, so have you ever encountered any situation where you, where you have to know? Um, what was the most recent one? <laughs> no, that you have said. <laughs> Not at the moment though. Like I'm okay, still, okay. Yeah. I mean because I think right now since you no know, I'm starting out and all that. It's, yeah, it's, seven months only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's kind of like you I think it's also a thing that you don't want to restrict yourself. Like mm. you know, mm. maybe you can do this. Mm. No, why not just give it a try? Mm. Yeah. So I think that that was the mentality mm. uh, mentality that I have. Mm. Which um I think it's also beneficial in a way like oh I get to learn new things yeah. and then get to do something that I've never done before Yeah, and yeah. just be open about it right because yeah. you don't know where this will bring you to right? yeah that's true yeah. that's true yeah so Melvin do you have any situations where you have to say no? a lot of times <laughs> no I mean yeah I, I mean there are a couple of times that I say no okay there, there's this project right mm. um, the client has specified a particular um, platform to be built uh, mm. to, to have their websites mm. but there are certain restrictions that that particular pa- platform is uh, is having mm. so so I, I just have to tell him that you know frankly that if you if you insist on this platform mm. then then this particular stuff cannot be done mm. yeah um, but I in addition to saying no mm. I did provide alternatives for him yeah 
right? I think I think that is that is important. Yeah. At least you you try to help. Yeah. Right. Uh, even though technically you know that it cannot be done, mm. but uh, you provide alternatives. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is also important because I think as freelancers, we, are, we want to be seen as a value contributor, right? right? Rather than just an additional pair of hand, right? Because mm-hmm. if it's just a, if we see ourselves as an additional pair of hand, anybody can take over the job, or most mm-hmm. likely it's going to be based on cost, how mm-hmm. the how the client evaluate you. But if let's say, um, you know, the value that you bring on the table, right, is valuable, right? Then you know it's not a question of how much you charge. What is your cost? It's really you know whether your expertise mm-hmm. is required, right? And hence you know I think for Singapore especially because of you know our environment, cost of living, and things like mm-hmm. that. Naturally, I think we cannot compete based on price. Yep. Right? We cannot compete to say that okay, we're the cheapest. You know, I charge ten dollars per yeah. hour. You know that kind of thing. So, um, but you know then then what can we compete on? I think then is the value. And then as a freelancer, then you should ask yourself what is the value that you bring to a client. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think um, okay, but mm. thank you so much. I think for that, um, you know, maybe just one more thing that I just want to find out, right? Mm. So, if let's say you were to rewind back to the time that you were to you make that judgment call, right, to convert from a full time to a freelancer, uh, would you have done it differently? I mean, uh, as in, like, would you consider differently, considering what you have went through for the last seven months? Yes, mm, I've never felt happier. To okay, be honest. wow, so, that's good. <laughs> yeah, so it's, mm, I w- it's like the the kind of um, the freedom and then the the flexibility that you and the choices, um, mm. the flexibility in the choices that you can make is, it's really really um satisfying. I would mm. say, yeah, and um, I mean, I I also feel very uh fortunate to have like people that. Uh, is very supportive of me and the family support friend mm. support so mm. I think and being able to pursue your, your passions mm. I think it's not not everybody has the the courage to actually go forward and yeah. take mm. that yeah. extra step yeah yeah, yeah which yeah. I feel that more people should <laughs> yeah, yeah like you know just we are, we are so lucky to have um, to, to be able to choose what we want to do what career mm. we want to have so mm. why not just make the best out of it Talking about your family support, right? Mm. I mean, um, when you first decided to go into this freelancing, do you mm. face any, um, I would say, uh, objections? I brought Ray from your from your family when you you know first mm. even make their suggestions. Yeah, actually, half of my family are freelancing. Oh wow, wow, that's so, good. Yeah, my, my mom is a financial advisor, oh. so she's also flexi timing, and I have right. a brother who's um, a freelance um, audio engineer and DJ. Oh. So it was. It, it, it was quite I mean like right. I, I didn't have any kind of like fierce objection or what right. it's more of the are you ready for it mm. you know like do you think you can do this and mm. I think with with that kind of environment we are actually very supportive of each other mm. like we will like throw things out on the table and talk about right. it right. yeah so oh that's very yeah, good yeah so good. it's, it's yeah. I have been quite fortunate like, in that mm. sense mm. right right conditions yeah, yeah. Melvin <laughs> I regret it. <laughs> no, I, as in, I, I, I should have done that earlier. <laughs> so, so um, yeah. So, I, I guess, I guess, uh, if if I can rewind, right, I, I would have um, joined the the freelancing mm. environment earlier. Um, mm. Because again, like what Jolene said, it's the passion, mm. right? It's the mm. satisfaction that you mm. get out of mm. doing what you want to do. Mm. 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 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do any objections from your family? <laughs> no. 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 Really? I just have to solve my own problem. <laughs> Things, status quo uh, okay. yeah. but is it as what you have expected I mean you know um, is this the, the the situation that you're in right now mm. you know is, is this something that is is expected or oh, is it better or yeah, worse or is it better or worse no, I yeah. guess it's better um, because other than doing you know whatever I'm doing we uh, in Lim Brewery I get to know quite a few friends mm. and then we are starting something else mm. so it's, it's the it's the it's the it's the dynamics as mm. well as you know the ability to try a lot of things that, mm. that make it more mm. satisfying yeah okay mm. Mm. okay okay great so we actually have one last question for both of y'all you can take some time to think about it this is a question that we ask almost all our guests mm. so um, the question is if you can give uh, one piece of advice to your younger self when you were just starting up what would you say can I go first? I only sure. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> Please, me some time. Okay. Um, I, I guess for me, it's uh, don't get too comfortable. Mm. Yeah, so I think from, like, I think from my, my generation, we are, we always have things being spoon-fed to us mm. all the time. Like, no matter whether you are still studying or, mm. you know, getting onto your first job, it's mm. always, it's very passive, uh, I feel. Mm. So we, we need to be more proactive and then you know if you are really uncomfortable with something with your current job do something about it mm. yeah don't just let it go and you're like, ah, it will get better the next year yeah. mm. it's okay I will get a pay raise the next year mm. so I'll just you know hang in there mm. you know you really have to like we are only here for such a short time mm. I mean mm. yeah just live and I mean live to the fullest yeah. that's what I feel so I'm just curious so you are mm. considered millennium so you are considered gen Mm. Z is it? Like, no, I'm at the borderline. One. Yeah, the borderline. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, so, okay. so yeah, so I guess it's um I mean that's also what I observe from my schoolmates as well. Because mm. a lot of my schoolmates um are not in the um the, the trade anymore. Like mm. they've all gone to do something else, which oh, I really? feel a bit okay. sad in a way. Like, you know, no. I have friends who are really talented in like pattern right. drafting mm. and all that. Yeah. So they have gone to do I mean I, it's not like um like, I, I wish that they could have um, kind of like pursue it because mm. that's what interests you to, to study in the first place. So, so what are they doing now? I'm mm. just curious, right? So when they move out of the so-called discipline mm-hmm. that they are trained for mm-hmm. and then they move into another industry, so usually, mm. you know, who, they become teachers or, you know? I mean, uh, I do have some friends who went into uh, graphic design as uh, okay. same like me yeah. and... Some is totally unrelated, like unrelated. Um, right. their service or marketing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Ma- uh, marketing and events is quite a lot, actually. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So, yeah. I'm not sure whether if it's the industry itself, mm. like fashion mm. industry in Singapore is still quite niche, mm. I would say. Mm. It's, um, yeah, I, I think it's still a bit difficult to, unless yeah. you are really starting out overseas, I think mm. it's, there are more opportunities there. Mm. Yeah, so... Maybe that is also one of the reasons that mm. they are unable to kind of like pursue it. Mm. 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 But I feel like no matter what, you still, if you have the passion, you mm. can still do something. Mm. You know, just do something out yeah. of your house or something, you know, show it online. And yeah. what if people like it and then you can, who yeah. knows? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, passion and interest is important. Mm. Yeah. What, yeah. well, Melvin, what advice would you give to your younger self? I think. During our generation, mm. we do not get to have the luxury of showing things online, mm. right? Yeah. But um, but if I'm going to give an advice back 
to you know 15 years back um, is basically the fact that um, try to be brave Mm. Do not be. Do not follow the convention. Mm. Uh, it doesn't mean that everybody um, finds a job after graduation. You need to do the same. Yeah. Mm. Follow your passion, and then try to try to constantly challenge yourself and not stay within your comfort zone. Mm. 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 Wow. Okay. I think that's very well said. Yeah. That's um, what my boss told me last time. <laughs> Right, okay. Okay, thank you so much, thank Melvin you. and Julian, so for joining us. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Freelance Creative Exchange. Subscribe to iTunes and leave a review. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel and leave a comment because we want to hear what you think. Follow us, Creative at Works, at Facebook as well as Instagram. Join us next time for a brand new episode of the Freelance Creative Exchange. Until then, bye! bye. <laughs>